0: Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate. Three, two, one,
1: gentlemen, start your engine.
2: Not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans,
1: let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the
2: Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, guys. Welcome to the Monday morning to the Rowdy maglide Show. The day after all the big events. Oh man, ASA Stars National Tour down in Five Flags Speedway. One heck of a race. I'm telling you guys. Go on, Map TV will have it next Monday on a replay. It's worth checking out. It was on Racing America. And, uh, check out Racing America. So, guys, uh, next race for race for the uh, NASTAR's tour will be in Madison, Wisconsin. And, uh, should be a good one there. I've been to Madison. It's a great track. It's similar to Five Flags, short track. And, uh, should make for a great race. Make sure you get Race in America or watch it on MAV TV, guys. Casey Roderick brought it home. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but uh, first we got, we're going to play a little bit of the uh, winner, Sammy Smith, bringing it home for Xfinity. Uh, got Kyle. Let's. let's... Hey, Kyle. Yeah, this is Dave, Braddy. Oh, okay, Dave, I'm sorry. How are we doing this morning, Captain Dave?
3: Uh, we're doing great. That is uh
2: just got back from Georgia and, and uh
3: I got to see the Phoenix race yesterday.
2: Man, what about that? Uh we get it we get a guy that's, that's gonna win two two in a row this year. Yeah, that's that something says, and uh, That says a lot about uh Hendrix there. But you know, Dave, they they kind of uh wanted to look at Hendrix's Louvers before the race last week. So I don't know what they think they've come up with or what, but it didn't slow down. Actually that's I thought Larson was gonna win that race.
3: Yeah, I did too, and and uh Yeah, the other crazy thing is ne or Harvick, he uh if he didn't take four tires, he might have done a whole lot better, you know.
2: I tell you, he did get in the top ten, which kept him consecutive. What, 19 years in a row now? He's had a top 10 finish at uh, Phoenix. <clears throat> Excuse me.
3: Yeah, that's that's great, except that uh, you know, he really got boxed in in the pits. I mean, he got he lost like two or three spots. Stopping for those
2: yeah. tires
3: yeah and uh, he had a fast car had a
2: really fast car yeah it being Harvick's last year he's wanting to win he's trying to do everything he can get to get in victory lane
3: Yeah, well, he's got a few more chances we'll see how he does
2: oh absolutely absolutely so Xfinity we had a Sammy Smith winning the Xfinity race Big win for Sammy. Now, listen, guys, we're going to be seeing him and Cuff. Get ready. Just give him another year or so, and uh, he's going to be probably before that. But I I expect a lot of good things out of him, Dave. Yeah, that would
3: be nice. I'd like to see that happen.
2: On the other end of the panhandle there, we had the the, uh, ASA Stars tour race and that was a action packed race uh, down to the very end a little bit of scuffling because one got bumped on the last three laps who had led a lot of laps and uh, didn't feel like it was fair and he come down there it was a good thing there was a lot of police presence at the time <laughs> wow, now, some huh? of the drivers it, yeah it they wanted to have a wrestling match and uh, one of them knew, knows the track and knew how to get into the special places where that would get you in their availability to the tech room. And he took advantage of it and used it and kind of left his mark on somebody's head, but it did get too bad. <laughs> but it, it, it did leave a mark. But the winner was Casey Roderick, uh, and Casey said he didn't want to win the race that way. He hated it. You could tell by the voice and, and his actions in, in Victory Circle. He was happy to win, but he didn't really want to win that way. But I, I'm telling you, uh, Dave, I've been to a lot of super race, super late-mile races. I've been to the Snowball Derby, but I feel like that group of cars was racing on the wheel the whole time. They they really brought a, a good product to the people of Pensacola. I, I can see this growing. Just give it a chance. Watch it a while. If they race if they race half the courses as hard as they race uh, Pensacola, it's going to be one heck of a season for those guys.
3: You know, you get, all the technology now, they're putting these cameras in the car. You can see a lot of what's going on. You know, it's pretty exciting, you know?
2: The video has really brought this thing up to par. I mean, like you said, they're putting cameras in places you never expected them, and it's uh, and, and you know, Dave, I, I noticed looking back five years ago, getting ready for some of these events. this for instance, Snowball Derby. Uh, it was a different network. They've sold out. They come with a big truck loaded with equipment. It's not that way no more. You don't see all that. Yeah. Massive equipment, they've reduced that down to like me. I mean, at one time I had to have a computer, laptop. Now you can do it straight from a smartphone.
3: Yeah. I mean, everything's getting miniaturized and everything is, I mean, it's, the technology's just taken off. I mean, now that's, you know, they used to have, uh, you know, based everything on the cameras and see who was first at any given point. Now it's all technology. They know exactly where everybody is from the transponders.
2: Right, right, that, exactly, exactly. It tells the story. Uh, a lot of lead changes in that race too. It it really was a good. It was really entertaining race. I, I felt like everybody got their money's worth. Now, did we have a few caution laps more? We should have. Probably so, but that can happen in any race.
3: Yeah, you know they—they they bend some metal, especially on some of the smaller tracks. It, they, uh, yeah, the corners are a lot tighter, and they got to slow down for those corners. And well, if you got somebody next to you, that's hard to do.
2: And five flags. Uh, track is like a cheese grater. You got to do tire management is everything. At five flags, it is everything. Well, I, I tell you, I had,
3: you know, no idea that the tires, you know, change that much from the, you know, new tires to old tires. But it, it's tremendous amount of wear is really affects how how fast they can go.
2: Yeah. Well, you burn them hard to begin with. You have very little at the end when you really need it.
3: I mean, even at, at Phoenix, they said, uh, you know, Byron got pushed to the outside. They didn't think he'd be able to pass on the outside. Well, he, he, the tires allowed him to do it. Yeah, he he managed to uh, get the grip he needed to to pass uh,
2: uh, Larson. You know.
1: Yeah, well,
2: I, I I watched most of the race towards past halfway. I watched most of it, and Kyle looked Larson looked mighty strong, and then it just kind of what was about four or five left. It kind of shuffled up, and it got really racy at the end, and looked like Kyle got shook up, shook to the back. He he fell back. He fell back and Harvick yeah. moved forward.
3: Well, he got blocked in a restart.
2: Yeah. You know, they have,
3: had a caution come out and uh, and uh, you know, those restarts change everything. The, uh, some guys get in the right spot and the other guys don't.
2: But so, it takes away
3: the speed advantage.
2: Yeah. So, the cup moves to, uh, to Atlanta this week, so much going on to compete against the Cup. You know, you got the Rattler going on down in, in Do- uh, Op, Alabama, which is big, super late model race. And if I'm not mistaken, the World of Outlaws is going to be at, at uh, Talladega, short track, guys. And that put, the, if that's the case, I mean, there's three great events right there in one weekend. I like up. It's another good place to see great super in a good entry list. And I also like I like, like to see the world of outlaws. And then yeah, I've know, been to
3: watching the Super Speedway, and I haven't seen a short track in a while. I'm gonna have to make that a priority, you know. But uh, the short
2: tracks are a lot of fun. They're all fun. They are, but you know that close, close. Racing brings it brings high temper temperatures to uh people's feelings and uh, they get their feelings hurt real quick. Uh had one wreck over in turn coming into uh turn three in Pensacola, Yorkovich hit the wall, kinda of pushed up. And Dave, let me tell you, I got I had the video of it except I thought he was walking to get into the safety truck, he got out of his car with all intentions to walk to the back of that truck, and he snatched up a a fire extinguisher out of the back of it and waited till his car come around, the car that bumped him, 23, and just wailed him with that fire extinguisher. And where I was at, a couple of people standing near where I was at said, I was afraid he was going to bounce off and hit us. That's how close we was to that accident. Wow! It, it, it is on Twitter. Somebody did catch it. Uh, it's on Matt Weaver's Twitter. He's got it, and uh, he wasn't. He's not a small guy. Yakovich is not a small guy. He's a big old man, and he throwed that fox extinguisher with some velocity. Wow! So, you know, uh, that'll do some damage. Cup moves to Atlanta uh, this weekend. They're back at the what Kyle calls a uh, small super speedway. And uh, honestly, Dave, after watching many a year at the old Atlanta from before they did the reconfiguration on the old Weaver Stands where I watched the races back to what it Used to be before they did this other configuration. And let me tell you what, they come around that track with some more speed. It's not the old Atlanta track that we used to know. I would like to see Dale Earnhardt race on this one. Especially racing the number eight with Kyle Bush in the car.
3: Kyle's been running strong. Yes.
2: He has. He has. He has. I expect Kyle to win a few more races and be in the top four at the very end. I think he's coming along. Uh, I think he's Any coming along well.
3: Nah. Uh, uh, Byron the word, uh, Larson and uh, Bush to probably be in the top four.
2: That's that's three good uh, ones. You know, I expect Harvick to be fighting for that. But you know what, uh, Dave, I've heard several people say they didn't like the stage races. They don't like the way the playoff system is. But when you get down to the very end of the season, at that last race, it seems to be always that top four competing for the spot. Ain't nobody... There is nobody on the other side that's not in the playoffs that's giving anybody a break. Now, will they probably yield and get out of the way to be part of that, not to be part of the wreck? Yeah, because that's what they're asked to do. Don't be the one you know, you... that causes the wreck that runs the championship. I've heard it.
3: The top top 10 guys are really strong you know if the top four or five guys you know it, you know the menards and the and the other teams are they really have an advantage i mean they they got a lot of money behind them they got some really good people you know and uh well they build fabulous
2: cars and you and take you chase chase Elliott's knocked himself out with a broken leg but I kind of feel like they're going to do him the same way they did Kyle Bush when he broke his legs, ankles. If he can get in there and grab a win, he still. Uh, I don't know if they've even ruled on that yet, but it, I would think they would they. They're not going to knock him out, but I wouldn't think snowboarding would be one of the best things to be doing when you're in your first, with full swing of the first part of the season.
3: You know, I, uh, my wife had some new knees put in. And it's just that we couldn't ski anymore, so we we did some snowshoeing. And uh, we went out there, and we're going up the uh, this little trail that the snowmobiles used to take down all the injured people. You would not believe how many rescues they had going on. And in, in the two hours we were out hiking around, this is all the snowboarders were getting. Knocked down left and right, and uh, they're all coming down on stretchers. It's that's dangerous stuff.
2: It's probably more dangerous than our car racing.
3: Well, yeah, I, I, injuries.
2: I, I think so too, Dave. I mean, it's. I can see it. I can see it. People get crazy and get carried away. Well, unfortunately, snowboards do not have brakes.
3: No, they don't.
2: And it don't matter (laughs) if they got tread on or not. They're not going to stop. They're going to stop when when you hit that sudden impact.
3: I went to an Ivy League school, and there was some guy there in a freezer trying to design brakes for snow skis. This is. And the professor knew he couldn't do it, but he let him try anyway. He was just sitting in that freezer, freezing his ass off. Trying to build brakes for snow skis,
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it well, absolutely I, didn't work.
2: <laughs> yeah, evidently not, because I had no discovery of brakes on snow skis. So but, you uh, know, you give
3: somebody a chance, they'll try to make
2: something. You know, yeah, absolutely. That's how we keep moving along in this country, one one invention after another. Uh I'm. Guys, we're going to play Sammy Smith. It's not but like a seven-minute snippet of uh, Sammy in the deadline room out in uh, Phoenix, guys.
5: Joined by winner of tonight's United Rentals 200, driver of the number 18 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, Sammy Smith. Sammy, this is your first NASCAR Xfinity Series win. How are you feeling?
6: Yeah? Okay. Yeah, this is a dream come true. Um... It's awesome to be racing in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, and uh, to be a winner today is awesome. At my favorite track.
5: Congratulations! I will go ahead and open it up to questions. We'll start right up here with Wolfgang, and go send to Bob.
4: Yeah, Wolfgang Wonser a Rangeport press agency from Germany. I have a technical question, Sammy. First of all, congratulations. Despite that the cup cars are much cheaper into Xfinity cars and have an aero package here, nevertheless, could your cup driving colleagues give you any advice or tips to set up your car or some other technical information?
6: Yeah, I think a little bit. I've talked to Ty a little bit uh, from last year, and then obviously my team has had really good success in the past. So between those guys and um – Kind of just good people around me able to get good information for what I need is um, I feel like what's helped me the most.
1: Mount um, Pocker's Hawk Sports, have a couple first. Why is this your favorite track?
6: Um, I think just because of the two corners. It's kind of a short track and then also obviously it's a mile so it's big too
1: but I like the dog leg and then the, the difference between the corners. And what is, what's going through your mind when you have Kyle Bush starting beside you there late and then Ryan Truex? um seeming to gain on you there late as well. Yeah, we started to get a little bit
6: tight there at the end. Um but yeah, the restarts were definitely the most challenging I've ever had to deal with. I think um with Kyle and then John Hunter and and Ryan there at the end. So a lot of a lot of good guys and um it's definitely awesome to be able to beat those guys and um just thanks to my whole JGR team for bringing me an awesome car. It's, uh, it was fun today and um it's hopefully we're doing this more often.
5: We'll go right back there.
7: Cooburns, <clears throat> Listening to your radio the last couple laps, Spotter was giving me a lot of information on what was going on behind you. How important was that to you considering the people that you're racing against, like Kyle Busch?
6: Yeah, definitely uh, Frankie Campbell, my crew chief. I've known him for a while, and we've been able to grow a good relationship spotter and friend-wise. So he does a good job, and um, he's definitely, I think, one of the best spotters there is.
5: Do we have any other questions for Sammy? All right, we'll go right up here and then back to Bob and Dustin.
0: L.A. Stern, uh, Sports Talk 805, um, youngest winner in, in the series history. How's it feel putting yourself in the record books?
6: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, definitely wouldn't be able to do it without great people around me like Pilot Flying J, TMC, Allstate Peterbilt Group, uh, Render Group, Sinclair Tractor, um, Toyota, JGR, everybody that has got me to this point and give me opportunities to be in fast race cars. So that's uh that's definitely a cool set. What
5: we'll go to Dustin or Bob.
6: Dustin Long, NBC sports,
8: Sammy, obviously you've been racing for a while, so you've been in pressure situations. So um, can you give me a comparison of, it would seem like outwardly, it seemed like that's as much pressure you've been in that situation, that restart, but maybe you'd tell me, Hey, look back at this Arca race or this other time. It's like, so this that was that, this was no big deal compared to that.
6: Yeah, I think it definitely was a lot of pressure, but I think I've been able to race a lot of marquee super late model events, and obviously those guys are really good too. So I think definitely pressure-wise, I enjoy pressure, and that was definitely probably the most pressure moment I've had to keep capitalizing on those restarts. But, you know, I feel like I've been in a lot of those positions through uh, my career, and it's I feel like I handled it pretty good.
8: And I want to check. You're senior in high school, so I, I, you're taking classes online. You're not going in, into a school at all, are you?
6: Yeah, I do online school, so just trying to finish that up.
1: Did you have any like during the off season any like thoughts of like, hey, how am I going to celebrate my first win? And did you do them or did you forget?
6: Uh, no, I don't. I feel like I try to live in the moment, and uh, my off season was mainly trying to figure out how I'm going to win races this year, so. I feel like we as a team did a good job with that and um you know and there's not much i can do to celebrate but get ready for atlanta next week and try to uh you know keep capitalizing on these opportunities
5: Go ahead,
8: Jonathan field the racing expert, he's being ready to help Albuquerque uh you know kyle bush has been a big part of your development and helping you kind of grow and whatnot to obviously race for him what was it like just to go out there and beat him for your first win
6: yeah it was awesome I think you know me and Kyle I've known Kyle for probably four or five years with racing in super light models my first year in supers I raced for him and um, he's definitely taught me a lot and has even though he's transitioned from a different team if I have a question or anything to text him he's always there and and definitely willing to help so um, yeah he's definitely helped me a lot through the last couple years racing supers and trying to figure out those right off the bat he was definitely a main part of that trying to help us test and stuff so it's cool to you know beat him straight up and um, definitely have a lot of respect for him.
5: We're gonna go over here to the right.
0: Sammy, it's your rookie year, um, but you've had you know the nine starts last year to sort of get your, uh, some races under your belt. How big were those going back to last season on uh, getting experience in the car and sort of getting that confidence in in order to get this win so early in the season?
6: Yeah, it was good. I don't know if there was much confidence from it. We were fast, but we always would make a mistake, or I'd make a mistake to. to put myself in a bad position, but definitely learned a lot from those nine starts to be where I'm at right now. So, definitely helped, I think. Um, I learned a lot, and hopefully we we're able to capitalize today, and hopefully we can keep doing it.
5: Any other questions for Sammy? All right. Well, congratulations on your first win. Thanks,
2: guys. First Xfinity win. Uh, knew that was coming, uh, Dave. That kid knows how to get around the track. So, it's we got all three series at Atlanta next week. Or this weekend coming up. And we got yeah, that'd like, be exciting. I'm telling you we had the, we've got the OP Rattler at OP, the Rattler two hundred down at OP. And then we've also got the Atlanta race. And then the week after is the World of Outlaws at Talladega Short Track. So, luckily, that's not competing. Last year, that World of Outlaws competed against the same weekend of Atlanta. You had to make a choice which one to go to. And the Outlaws put on one heck of a show, Uh, Dave. They really do. When they say that the World of Outlaws on dirt, they put on one heck of a show.
3: Yeah, I gotta I gotta make an effort to see that because uh, I haven't seen that right now, and uh, I'm looking forward to that coming up.
2: So uh, William Byron wins back-to-back races. We've had up until that point we'd had three different winners, and he's the first guy stepped up, won it twice. So uh, we're gonna listen to Byron in the deadline room after his victory yesterday
9: and begin our post-race media availabilities. We are now joined by our race-winning crew chief, Rudy Fugel. Rudy, congratulations. You guys started the race strong, finished with a win. Can you talk to us a little bit about your race?
10: Yeah, no, um, you know, William did a great restart, you know, and got the lead, I think, after lap one. And um, we set sail and did well. Um, End up getting beat off pit road. You know, pit stall one had a lot to do with that. You know, five qualifying on the pole was, was big for them. Um we were just outmatched a little bit on pit road to the first couple never could get it back. So um from there we, we kinda we were tighter in traffic, tried to work on it to make it freer and got way too free in stage three. So um we we got adjustment in on the green flag pit stop and we were we were okay again, just uh too far behind. So um uh, but uh two weeks in a row we get that caution and, and pit crew did a good job getting us uh, out on the front row and and William did an awesome job. He got a second chance at a, you know, chance at a restart and uh, did an amazing job, and we won the race. So
9: awesome. We'll go ahead and open it for questions. We'll start right over here and then come down to Wolfgang.
10: the Field, the
8: racing experts, ESPN Radio Albuquerque. You know, again, it was you and the five out in front today. Without giving out too much, uh, what do you think you guys have hit on that have allowed you
1: to have a success?
10: Yeah, just a little bit of everything. You know, specifically, you know, 2014 is focused in the simulation program all off-season. We've we worked really hard, especially on Las Vegas and uh, and Phoenix, because they're super important in the playoffs. Um, So, and we had we had fresh information. You know, we ran out Vegas with four to go, and and Phoenix, obviously, last race of the year. You re-race them early in the year, so it makes sense to work on those. Those were. Um, most of our focus to start with, and then hope to take notes from these two races to, to uh, you know, propel ourselves to the first third half of the year.
9: And we're also joined by Hendrick Motorsports Vice Chairman Jeff Gordon. So if you have any questions for him, please feel free to ask as well. we'll first,
11: leave. let me just say how proud I am of this guy and this team. Uh, nobody works harder. I mean, all these guys work hard, but... I. I over the off-season, I came into the office one day. It was like, right was it right after
10: Christmas? Yeah, it was the day after.
11: Day after Christmas, I was over at the office, and this guy was there all by himself. So I'm, I'm so proud of these guys and the effort they're putting in and seeing the results.
4: Sorry, go ahead.
9: Go to Wolfgang. Uh,
4: Wolfgang Monza from Germany, Ranchport Press. Uh, two questions, one for Jeff. You're from Germany all these years? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> um, we saw a day that during the race, that Kyle had a very dominant car. Unfortunately, he couldn't win. So I suppose, like in other motorsport categories, with your crew chief colleagues, you share information, technical information. My question is, how identical are the Hendrick cars among the different drivers?
10: Uh, Yeah, if you get down to the nitty-gritty, you know, the last... 15%, 20% fifteen, twenty percent of everything, they're a little bit different, you know. So but, you know, the main hole we work we work together really well. I mean, Cliff and I were, were chatting about what strategy we were gonna do. You know, we we opened in the chat multiple times if we were gonna take four or two, how we were gonna do it. So even racing each other against the wind, uh fully working together. Um, you know, so uh we we, we work together great, all four crew chiefs, all four teams. So um, but yeah, and we, you know, we prepare the cars, as, you know, we look at each other's cars all week long and make adjustments, and then each driver's a little different, so the last 15 20% is probably so a So in bit principle, tailor-made.
4: if one Hendrick driver is struggling, you take over the setup of another driver, you can't do this? For
10: sure. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, we were able to put most all that stuff in the car. You know, we, we'd made a lot of changes their direction after Friday's practice, for sure. Saturday morning came in and changed uh, geometry and, and some other things to, uh, to chase the five because they were a little bit better than us, so yes.
4: And one question for you, Jeff, knowing your new position with Hendrick Motorsport, you still have time to do some races from time to time? (laughs) Uh,
11: If I do, please stop me, uh, because I like to drive. I love to get out there and and run laps, but I know I can't be as competitive as what I used to be, so I prefer not to race, but uh, I'm... You know, I'm enjoying this challenge, working with these guys, our marketing and PR group, and uh, obviously, Rick's been an incredible mentor to me over the years, so on the business side, uh, you know, working with NASCAR and tracks and, um, you know, others in the industry is, uh, is something I'm, I'm dedicating most of my time to these days, and I also have two kids, and so, you know, family stuff, too, but uh, I, I did do a race last year that was that was fun, and I did, and it reminded me why I shouldn't be out there racing. <laughs> <laughs> Took all the fun right out of it as soon as I was two seconds off the pace.
9: We're going to go here in the back and then up to Bob.
11: Uh, yeah, David Hernandez from Beravision Deportes. Uh, quick question: So you touched on the
10: two-wheel strategy as opposed to the four-wheel strategy, and was this strategy talked about before the race, or was there any at any point during that last yell that, that you were saying, "Hey, we might call
4: an audible and do four four wheels"? Or
10: yeah, no, I mean as soon as the caution came out we were we were chatting, you know, we have a live chat and we were we were talking about what we were gonna do. So um that was having that openness, um, you know, racing for a win in uh as teammates is, is huge and vital. We we uh we we both I think this week I may have swung Cliff one way and last week he may have swung me a different way at different times. So um it, it's great, great teamship, team teamwork. And, and this was also a conversation that you were having actively with William, too. Did he have an input on it, or was it just off of you? Um, uh, yeah, no. Uh, we kind of tell him, the, you know, what, what the code word we think we're going to use th- for that and make sure that he's not totally against it. But um, we see a whole lot more of the race than he does, you know, and we have a whole lot more of the history, you know. So, um, yeah.
9: We're going to go to Bob and Cameron and Lee and John.
1: Um, Bob Pockers Fox Sports for Jeff and Rudy, if you want to take it as well. So you have a little bit of the drama on Friday with them taking the pieces. So do you consider, like, winning a race on a weekend where you have maybe a little bit of distraction, a, a, more of an accomplishment, or it's just that totally kind of separate and not really
10: in your head at all?
11: You're looking at me, Bob. He won the race. Uh, I'll let him answer it first.
10: Yeah, I mean, we, we have to it, – it's a – a test in mental strength and that's just what it takes to to be really good in the series. So we have to, you know, think about what the task is, you know, and we have to focus on this weekend. So that's, that's what we all did.
11: Yeah. I just say, you know, I was proud of these guys to go. I mean, this, this, this organization has a lot of depth. They've been through a lot of different experiences over the years and, and, you know, to lean on those in, in the, um, you know, in different positions or, or leadership or crew chiefs that have been around so much, you know, whether you're a young guy in this, in, in, on a team or, or somebody has been around, it's nice to know you can lean on one another through, through you know, times like that. But I'm, uh, I'm probably most proud of these guys went through that and then they went out there and, you know, we had the pole third. You know, the other two guys, you know, were fast. They just slipped up a little bit. But all four cars in the top ten today, uh, I think that, you know, really solidified, uh, you know, some of the, the hype and the, the things that were being focused on on Friday that, that you know, these guys have have speed in the car, and there was nothing—not last week, not this week—that was you know um, getting them to victory lane, other than a lot of hard work and, and great teamwork. We'll Good, Cam- Cameron.
0: Cameron Richardson, NASCAR.com. My question is for both of you. Uh, maybe the consensus over the last few years is that Byron's maybe the third or fourth guy on the team, but for him to start the season with two wins, you know, does that go to show that yeah, he can carry the banner for Hendrick Motorsports? And um, what? What do you guys see in Byron that
10: maybe you don't see in some of the other drivers? We have four capable teams and four capable drivers of carrying the banner any weekend, so it's pretty amazing you know we see it in different phases you know but you know in, in Different different things affect, you know, race outcomes sometimes, you know, and, and the way certain drivers race and uh, what they're good at and you know, good at qualifying or not and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, but you know, week in and week out, you, we see it. We have four capable drivers, four capable teams. So that's amazing, you know. but And then William, just, he's the guy that he has gotten here mostly by – being one of the, you know, the best at preparing during the week, you know. And then then you add the experience that he's starting to get over and over and over now, and, and you'll see, the, you know, the fruits of all his hard work paying off. So that's that's what I'm super proud of him for.
11: Yeah, and no, I'll just add to that, you know, I, it, it's really – and, I you know, you can look at other driver-crew chief combinations and teams over the years at, at Hendrick, but it, to me it's – especially in perspective I have now, it's just – really great to see a team mature, a team grow, a, a team evolve, and you see all the things that they're doing behind the scenes to get there. They didn't just show up at the racetrack, and all of a sudden, bam, they clicked on it. These guys have had to work really hard to get there, and I just see a progression with, with William ever since he came to Hendrick. I mean, you got to remember how young he was, you know, coming in the Cup Series, so much to learn, and, and even young in racing in so many ways. And, and then when, when, you know, Rudy came to Hendrick, the instant uh connection and chemistry between these two was, was so obvious and it just took the whole team up to another notch and, and I think now they're just building on that. So it's it's you know, it's a lot of
7: fun to watch and see.
9: We'll go to Lee and then to John and then to Dustin.
7: I've had two quick questions for you, champ. First of all, Bowman's scoring four consecutive top tens, you have to be happy with the consistency you're seeing there.
11: hundred percent. You know, and there's another, you know, Blake Harris coming on board and, um, you know, a, a, a new combination driver crew chief and to see them click as as early on as they have. And, and I think w- one of the reasons why, um, you know, that worked and, and you know, um, kind of came to was because the confidence both Alex had in Blake and Blake had in, in, uh, in, in Alex. And so, you know, it's nice to see that it's paying off for them on the racetrack.
7: And then Josh Barry, you were the first guy up to his car after he finished, and Alan said, after his stage two, I can see things turning around. You're really gaining on it. What have you seen you know just it's a tough situation for him to be in first of all, but just to be able to step in and in his second start in a hundred car get a top ten is pretty solid oh
11: uh, i'm I'm really impressed with today's effort and and I was on the nine box most of the race and it didn't start off so great and and so to see them just continue to work you know through changes on the car changes of the track uh conditions and and just continue to to push forward and then you know he was he was mixing it up man and on those restarts he was right in the middle of three and four wide and I was a little bit nervous you know cuz uh, they're they're pretty deep in points and needed a solid finish and it was great to see Josh you know get that and that's going to build his confidence I, mean, I don't think anybody can explain how difficult a situation this is i mean an xfinity car today could not be more opposite than what the cup car is throughout you know the history that i can that i can recall of those things being so different than they are today so to get out of an xfinity car and then hop into a cup car that's so different i think is a big tall task Uh, we put them in a bad situation last week but uh this week I-, I saw him putting in the effort and the time, the sim and with the team getting fitted in the seat and just, you know, doing his homework and and uh, and it really showed up. Go ahead, John. Uh John Harvill with the circuit journal. Uh for Jeff, I just wanna ask
1: what was the what was the process like in deciding to have Josh in the car and then also having your buddy uh Rodney Sandstorm <laughs> at Coda. What was that process like? Like who approached you about that?
11: Well, I think Jeff Anders touched on this this week you know we always and not always but I think maybe this really started a few years ago where you kind of you'll have to have a backup plan because you know and it sort of started with COVID but but it's continued on since then of if something were to happen a driver could get sick a driver could get injured that you uh you have something in place that can happen immediately because we've gone you know, down the path of not having a game plan, and it's really difficult to find somebody. Sometimes they're on their way home. They've already left the racetrack. You never know what it is. So, um, you know, have a relationship with JRM and with, you know, their drivers and, and having a backup plan in place. Um, I, you know, I think for – for I don't know that Josh has ever really gotten an opportunity with Hendrick before. So, um, you know, that's that was a, a team decision, I think, a, a lot driven by Allen and, and who he thought would fit in with – their team and and personality wise and and you know I, I think they're making the right decision as far as the road course i think the road course just opened up the door for you know should we look at at you know an option that is, is sort of a road racing option and, and you know we we feel confident in josh and want to keep josh in the car um you know as much as possible but um we also you know had seen I race with with Jordan Taylor, and and he's very talented. And, you know, he's been in our Garage 56 car, showing a lot of speed. And so, um, you know, just the right timing and place to be able to pull that off. Go ahead, Dustin.
8: Dustin Long, NBC Sports, one for Rudy, one for Jeff. Uh, Rudy, how much of a threat did you guys consider Harvick, even on Friday? I know talking with Rodney, he kind of felt good and said, look, everybody's talking about the Hendrick cars, but if you looked at what happened in practice, latter part, you know, and he said, "I like not being the focus."
10: Yeah, I mean, we recognized him right away. I thought it was—I mean, we were doing all our comparing to the four and the five. So, um, you know, he—he he might not have felt it, or, or people might not have been talking about him, but we knew we were watching. So, and, and just—I just felt like this was going to be his kind of race, right? If you looked at those that long green flag round in stage three. You know, it's uh, with no downforce. It was a bunch of dirt racers. Harvick uh, wrapping the bottom, and uh, and William mm-hmm. it being disciplined. Yeah, you know, wrapping the bottom. So, you know, the discipline, you know, for running, running and being really good, which you know Kevin's amazing at, you know, and then a bunch of guys that aren't afraid to, you know, slip and slide and 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 figure out where the grip's at. So, um, yeah, he, did, he they they did great. He, he they've been good this year. So we're gonna have to contend with them a lot. And, and Jeff, just how much of a concern is
8: having parts taken? Just even if it's for further evaluation, especially in this era where, because of the single supplier issue, that the penalties can be significantly more severe than maybe years past.
11: I can tell you it was weighing on all of our minds, you know, coming into today and and certainly um, will continue. I mean, we had some conversations. We'll continue to have conversations with NASCAR. Um, You know, this is every situation sort of unique, but this one is a more unique one than I've seen in a while where there's been a lot of communication back and forth on this particular part especially for this racetrack, um, you know, because they did a parity test in the wind tunnel. And so I think it, it really opened up the door for some miscommunication. And, you know, I don't want to go any further than that, but um, you know, we uh, will continue to, to just share all the facts and, and, and be transparent with NASCAR as we have so far.
9: Are there any questions in the press box?
4: No questions. Thank you.
9: All right, we'll take one more question down here to the right for Jeff and Rudy, and we will let them go after that.
0: Oh, Brendan Martin, the Lumberjack. Uh, this was for both of you guys, uh, William and, and Rudy. The second year in a row that this 24 team is the the first team with multiple wins last year, you got that second win in Martinsville. Now this year, much earlier in the season, you get it done at Phoenix. Just How important is it for you guys, especially now stacking up of uh, playoff points that are so important later on in the year? How important is it uh, to sort of get this early start and what can you do to sort of keep this consistency going uh, further down the line this season?
10: Yeah, I think you gotta. You got to get the wins while you're hot, you know. You got to capitalize, and that, we've done that. So super, super good. Um, you know, our focus is, is nothing different now. You know, hit the reset button, and uh, and how do we do it again? You know, so um, put the hard work in, do the you know, and every single day, and keep keep grinding. So that's uh, that's our focus.
12: Yeah, I mean, I think last year, even though we won early, it wasn't. We didn't really know the car or understand the car, so we were kind of just adapting to what we had, and we were just making the most of you know, an unpredictable situation with the entire field, like everyone was, you know, there was a lot of attrition in the races, and a lot of just weird things that were happening, and I feel like now it's strength on strength, and it's just, it feels different, it feels like we're more consistently towards the front, and and we're leading laps, and we just, we're we just want to focus on our processes during the week i think our processes this week were kind of frustrating because we didn't really get to do the things we wanted to do and everyone was a little tired and we did that charlotte test and there was just a lot going on on the outside so it was a little frustrating going into today but it's cool to see that we can you know overcome those things and uh and still get a win
9: jeff and rudy thank you congratulations William, we'll go ahead and continue questions um, with you. We'll go ahead and start in the back.
2: William, Chance Lancaster, Amarillo Motorsports Power Hour. We're over here. Sorry. Uh, what does it mean to you to continue to put the 24 in victory lane and carry that legacy on um, to win number two? Just a question.
12: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, when I first started out, it was a lot of pressure. You know, I – going into my rookie year with uh, not having any cup starts. And I don't think you really understand the magnitude of that shift. You know, I think everyone prepares you for it from going from Xfinity to cup. But the level that this is, it's just, it's so different. So many details that go into it. So that was a lot of pressure. But I think once we got a win under our belt and once we kind of got some consistency going, you stop thinking about that and you start, start thinking about, okay, how can we just build this team into something that we want? Um, long term so I think it's just cool to have a group of guys around me that we've really built from the ground up with Chad and then when Rudy took over is you know brought a couple more people um, in that I was really comfortable with and trusted like my spotter and um, you know it's just been a good progression.
9: We'll come down here to Lee
7: and then right here in the front. Can you just give us your assessment of the new car and you know how you felt it changed over last season? new new
12: like aero package package. yeah um yeah i thought it was uh really difficult to drive um i don't like from an objective standpoint i know we were competitive but like i didn't think it was i didn't think we could pass any better so there's still some work to do there um with something going on just with how tight they get uh, in traffic but i think um i mean yeah they were certainly hard to drive i think that's a good test to see who's the you know the best out there i mean Kyle's probably the most naturally talented and I think that it you know it just shows like the guys were having to drive their cars and manage that and uh, it made for a really difficult challenge inside the race car just how many times I slipped and how much slip was too much and you know how much was enough to keep going fast so that was that was a good challenge it kind of put it I think put our car control on display
7: and can you take me through that last restart you were on the high lane and just all of a sudden it just seemed to thrust forward. Did you get a good push from Redick, or did you feel unstable when he got into the back of you? Can you kind of just yeah. talk a little bit about that? Yeah,
12: we, um, so the restart, the launch went went well for me. Like, I had a really good launch, uh, no wheel spin. And at that point, I was just focusing, okay, how can I get through the gears? Um, how can I side draft Kyle? So when they all pull down to the apron, the outside guys a bit of a disadvantage because of the distance. So um, just trying to stay as close as I could there. And then it's just who can beat each other to the to the corner without hitting the wall, so I mean we both got in there deep, and we both were up the track um and he helped you know he helped me really tight there uh you know through the middle one and two and and off at of two, and there was just enough grip up there, and I think I was just far enough up on him that uh, I was able to keep stay in it, and then we were obviously dragged back, and so I got that big push from uh Tyler down the back stretch so that was huge, I mean he drilled me, but it was. I mean, we're not going that fast, so it was nice, and um, that kind of got me out in some clean air.
11: Mm -hmm. Uh, David Brandt from the
8: Associated Press, you've you've won two races now in remarkably similar fashion. I mean, was it it weird going through that? Did it feel like deja vu out there?
12: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't counting my uh, blessings. I was kind of like, man, it went so good last week, I'm probably going to end up crashing here. So (laughs) um, just, you know, when you have that level of commitment and you know you have to on a green white checker to to come out the other side you're either gonna it's either gonna go really good or not so um yeah i i don't love winning races that way it's very stressful it's a lot of tactics you know going on with the restarts but uh yeah it's fun i mean it's a good challenge for us because it you're all tired and you're all into that long run mode mentally and then you have to have a pit stop and you have to somehow reset and get into okay how do i get a good restart We'll go to Jonathan, and then a Wolfgang.
8: Jonathan Vial, the Racing Experts, ESPN Radio Albuquerque. First of all, welcome back. Uh, Second of all, um, looking ahead to November, uh, what were some things you learned today just that will benefit you in
3: November?
12: Um, I mean, the cars are going to change a tremendous amount, so I think that that I kind of keep in the back of my mind. But um, as far as the balance goes, I thought we had the balance really good to start the race. I was sliding around a lot, but seemed to be sliding less than everybody else and then uh just when I got back in second the dirty air so significant like I just started to get tight and so I started to contribute my issues to that. Uh and then we just got the back out of the track and um and then yeah, we try we had to try something to try to close that gap. But it just seemed like there was kind of a bubble there and um, you know, as soon as I was kinda of hung up in second I just focused on trying to be consistent, maybe we get to lap traffic and something would happen and um, you know just I think overall throughout the race there's still some work to do myself to just know what I need and then also managing the car like the brakes were kind of hot and um, I did a lot throughout the race messing with the brakes and I just got them too hot doing some stuff so just need to work on some of those technique things.
4: We'll go to Wolfgang and then to Bob. Uh, uh, Wolfgang Monser, Press from Germany. You just said earlier the car was difficult to, draw, or was difficult to drive with the new aero package. Um, I think that's for everybody in in the NASCAR Cup Series. Is there a possibility you go maybe and have a meeting with a NASCAR technical department to make improvements or to launch proposals to make the car better?
12: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we have meetings almost every weekend, and that's been a big thing since probably the middle of last year. We've started having meetings with NASCAR, and uh, it's been really productive. So, um, yeah, I definitely think we need to kind of objectively look at was this a better race or not you know that's that's really what it comes down to and um from my standpoint i yeah it tests me a lot more but there's still some element that we got to figure out with the you know how tight the cars are so i think um yeah we'll keep working through that and um i'm open to anything you know i I just want it to be i just want us to have options as drivers you know i, I want it to be hard to drive but i also want to be able to pass I don't know I just I just do I just kind of see what they bring to the track and and adapt that week but uh yeah
9: we'll go to Bob and then to Cameron.
1: Bob Pockers Fox Sports um was there much of a concern that you and Larson were going to wreck each other there on the last restart?
12: Um yeah I mean I in my situation having a win and him not having a win yet like I I assumed he would be more aggressive but my counter to that was all right I got to win I'm I'm gonna, you know, do whatever I can do. So it was kind of like it was a game of chicken a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of trust in Kyle. He's an amazing driver, and we've gotten to know each other off the track. I feel like we always communicate well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I wasn't really thinking throughout through that situation. I was just kind of going wherever he was and trying to be a little bit better.
0: Cameron uh, Kim, Kim, Richardson, NASCAR.com. William, I asked Rudy and Jeff about, uh, you know, everyone in the Hendrick camp is, is seems capable of carrying the banner. You know, you, Bowman, Elliott, and Larson. But, you know, maybe consensus in the past is that you were maybe the third or fourth guy because Elliott and Larson both won championships. But as the years go on, as you continue to mature, you know, do you, you know, you believe in, that you're capable of carrying that banner, you know, and the start this year with two wins. You know, you, it's got to be some validation that, you know, you are maturing and
12: uh, – yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the people around me have always kind of helped me understand that I'm young. You know, my Max and my dad and um, just everyone, you know, my dad especially, he's a big stats guy. So he's always looking at, you know, he's like, man, you're young. Like, just give it some time. And I'm very impatient, so I, I like things to happen quick. So um, that's how it happened for me, you know, coming up through. But this level is so different and took a lot of homework, you know, like a lot of details and um, – really you know i think the fact that i started later than most driving um was a little bit of a it took some time to bridge that gap at this level uh now that gap is bridged obviously but um yeah i just feel like it's a constant like evolution and just trying to continue to get better
9: are there any questions in the press box any last questions down here over here to the right
0: Hi, William. Michael Manny of the Lumberjack. So you ran pretty much with Larson 1-2 all week in Vegas last week, a lot of today as well. Uh, Two wins to start the year. What does that do for your, do you think, for your team's momentum and then just for your confidence heading into Atlanta and then the rest of the first half of the year?
12: Yeah, I mean, um, I think Cliff and Rudy work really well together. So I think that's, you know, all the crew chiefs do, but Cliff and Rudy sit next to each other, you know, in the meetings. They spend a lot of time and they kind of came in the Cup Series at the same time. You know, Cliff was had one year on Rudy, but they kind of came in with a new driver, you know, new situation. So I feel like they get along really well. Uh, they're very different. But <laughs> but I feel like there's some camaraderie there. Um, and so it's not a surprise that we're both running well. I wouldn't be surprised either, though, if, if all four of us were, were running well. Everyone communicates really well. So um, I think in some ways Kyle and I's driving style maybe. I try to adapt to whatever the setup is, and I think he kind of does the same. Are there any final
5: questions?
2: Hey, look, the final question had done been answered. Big shout out to ASA Stars National Tour. One great show, guys. Looking forward to seeing some more pay-per-view be the way I have to watch it next weekend it's coming with the race next race in Madison uh, the Rattler 200 Like that's where I'm going to be this weekend so look and check us out big show Thursday night we'll have multiple guests on Thursday night guys All three series in Atlanta. Still time to see the big guys. As always, let that light shine. till Thursday night guys